Hey, Bet Buddies, it's Cousin Sal with some exciting new news. Against All Odds now has its own home on the Extra Points Podcast Network. We will continue to cross-post at The Ringer for a few more weeks, but in the meantime, please come over and subscribe to the new feed. I really don't want to have to break any thumbs. Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here, along with Heel producer Jim Cunningham. What's happening, Jim? Not much, Sal. How are you? <laughs> you had to think about that? That's, <laughs> that's a tough one. I don't like stumping you right off the bat, Jim. It, it leads for a, a, you know, kind of a bumpy podcast, well, you know? Well, it's a personal question, so... I got you. All right. I know that I didn't mean to pry, mm-hmm. but let me see. Let me see if these other guys will talk to me. My gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, what's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Before I go any further, I want to say these guys are making picks every day for better or worse. They are making picks and posting them. <laughs> on our website, extrapoints.com. Every single day they're at it. God bless them, Jim Cunningham, right? Now you have to get these emails and put them up. You're putting them on the site, right? Yep. Trying and to. And we had a little <laughs> bit, we had a, a tiny bit of a hiccup today. Um, Harry Harry does most of his videos. He's doing video pod, um, picks. These other guys are doing print picks. Harry is shirtless for most of them. Um, he's in a hot tub. And he's in his kitchen, wherever, whatever reason uh, he can get to be shirtless, he does it. And Twitter flagged Harry's nipples as potentially sensitive. And I sent you that, Harry. And are, are you um, are you sensitive uh, about that, that? I mean, I am. A, I mean, uh, is that real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. I think that's what most people watching would say. Ask, is that real? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got flagged. That's it. <laughs> we had to take I'm a you. Bad, I, I'm like Costanza. I'm the bad boy. <laughs> you are like Costanza. We had to take you off Twitter. <laughs> we had to put it on YouTube. We had to do a little redirect. So um, I think you could hold oh, up yeah. a can of Goya beans or maybe lay in a, a pile of them. Maybe that's next. But I think Twitter Jeez. would be okay with that. But uh, congratulations. Yeah. You were um, you were banned from Twitter for the day. Welcome, uh, but you're, you're very welcome. I guess I don't know. That's really odd, but whatever. I guess I, I guess I'll uh, I'll try to cool it with the uh, with the uh, at least the hot tub action yeah. for a little while. Invest in a shirt. That's fine. We got your edible yeah. shirt on right now, so that's good. That, that <laughs> any free shirt will work. Um, you notice that? Listen, I'm ecstatic that sports are back. I'm now. I don't even know when to record these podcasts anymore because we're doing this Monday night. Mm. But whenever we do it, we miss something like. Right now, I have Memphis, New Orleans on. That's a close one. Uh, ja and Zion. And I have Yankees, Phillies. I have Mets, Braves. Uh, Penguins, Canadians. We have all this. The, this weekend was dizzying, fellas, right? Um, Polly Kid, are you happy it's all back? <laughs> For better or worse? <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, I think we all start off the day so glad it's all back. And then... Uh, it, the tone of our text messaging really does change as the day's going on. And mm-hmm. uh, in some cases, the losses, the betting losses are adding up. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. So but it's it's fun. Uh, it's it's great. Well, this might this is unprecedented in terms of the amount of sports that are going on right now yeah. and will only continue to grow, hopefully, as we go along. So it's it's a great ride right now. But, um, you know, if you're if you're a. Uh, gambling man it's uh, yeah. it can be a bit frustrating it's tough it's a uh, early august a monday in early august and here in uh, la or on the west coast it was three o'clock and there were already three nba games played and three nhl games and that's going to go for a while i think um brother bry i'm thinking about it this way because we the more sports <laughs> the more bad beats it just i guess makes sense on the other hand we make fun of some of these athletes not being in shape maybe we're not ready to gamble maybe we needed to be in better shape but mentally for gambling because as i look at my sheet for saturday sunday let me add these up i was too i'm gonna have a francesa moment here where you just listen to me um, (laughs) add things uh i I was two and seven this weekend and i was kind of lucky to win the two i know you had some bad beats even (laughs) leading into today you had some tough nba losses right I mean, I mean, this shit has to stop. It's funny. I, I miss the days where in August, right? We only had to worry about golf. And now it's it's just one yeah. thing after the next. I mean, I 
I had that one stretch, you know, Parley Kid asked me yesterday, he's like, doesn't this shit even out over time with bad beats? Like you get a good beat and a bad beat. And I'm like, yeah. no, it does not. Like I have <laughs> lost, I mean, this is like, I feel like it's 10 bad beats in the last like four days. You know, I had the Mavericks over the Rockets up seven with 45 seconds left or four, mm. four with six seconds left. And then I jumped back on the, I jumped on the Bucks against the Rockets up eight. I have right. Miami today and getting three, they lose by four because a mix, like a missed free throw, a foul yeah. with 0.7 seconds left. I have the Thunder, they're up uh, seven with three minutes left. They lose in overtime. I had Terrible. Yankees like over and it was, I mean, it's just one thing after the next. And golf has been actually the worst thing for me. So imagine <laughs> that, like I, those All are right. the other sports are okay. It's the mm. golf that's just killing me. It's, it's and the UFC didn't help oh. us either. We got. Uh, we, I, I think that was our payback for not being able to pronounce that guy's name, Shabayasin <laughs> or something. And uh, and we had him either in the first two rounds or the parlay kid had him by decision. He was about to cash in nicely. Uh, that guy didn't show up. <laughs> he just did not show at all. We lost the women's fight. Go ahead, Harry. What do you want to say? No, I'm just gonna say the Maya fight. We we all had yeah. what over one and a, one and a half rounds. I mean, that was. I guess they had. I think Sally had told you like eight straight of her fights have gone the distance. Uh, four or five yeah. for the other girl, and it was done in thirty seconds. Gone. I mean, come on, arm bar, straight that? that was right. It. Yeah, not good. Uh, here's yeah. something interesting. Before, Sally sent, oh, Sally, go ahead. What do you want to say, Harry? I was just going to say, I, you, you know, I send you everything that I got and whatever. If not for soccer over the past two weeks, I'm crushed. Golf is golf's been a crusher. You're right, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get and now golf. Now the big boys playing golf in the PGA championship. We'll get to that a little later. But uh, I did want to mention William Hill became the first U.S. in arena sports book. Uh, when it began operations at Capital One Arena, actually bringing it in on Friday, according to David Purdy, wrote about this uh, ESPN.com. But that's pretty good. That's a pretty nice step in the right direction, I think. Well, we'll lose more money, sure, but now that they have these little <laughs> mini sports books and arenas, are you kidding me? We could we could bypass the crazy line at uh at, at uh, Auntie M's pretzel factory and just go and place bets. Like, see you losers. Yeah, you wait for your uh, you wait for your wiener schnitzel. We're gonna go bet and lose money. I love it. I love it, Darren. We're getting there. <laughs> that's fantastic news. That's that's big betting news today. That really is big. Yeah. And uh, it's only a matter of time before it's in every arena, right? everywhere, correct? I mean, it's Why only a matter not? of time. Yeah. Now, it's also a matter of time before we're allowed to return to arenas, but hopefully not a matter of too much time. <laughs> it's true. Um, all right, it's let's true. go baseball here. Um, you know, I, I've bemoaned it. I was on extra points. I had talked about it. I did the Cespedes thing. I hate it. Whatever. If he's going to leave, he's going to leave anyway. It doesn't really matter that he fled without saying goodbye. But um you know, th this Mets team, they lost five in a row. B by the way, Brian, that was a that was probably your last good win. They were losing 10-5, the uh Braves, and you had them and they won. Oh, yeah. And then you got you got um punished. That was a lot tenfold. Yes, I got for that. I got punished for that. But like, so what we do is <laughs> here's what we do. And I feel like this is how the average person bets. I know you're gonna get the Todd Furmans that look for value and everything, and they end up coming on top a lot of the time or most of the time or whatever. But what we like to do is we like take a team like the, the, the Rays who were predicted to come in second and make the playoffs even before the playoffs got ridiculous in the AL East and uh, against the Orioles, a perennial seller dweller, they lose the first two in Baltimore. And we have, we have the Rays all over the place because Paulie kid, remember, this is the math we do. Every game this year is like two and a half games last year and every previous year. So now the Rays dropped the first two to the Orioles. That's really like they lost five in a row and they can't really screw around because now you're now you're eating into the percentage of your schedule. So what do we do? We take the or uh, we take the Rays. Some of us took them plus three and a half runs and uh, we got killed. That doesn't seem fair. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, we it. sure did. Yeah, I, uh, no, well, ahead, yeah, bro. I mean, well, the thing is with that game too, right? We had plus three and a half. It was one, one. Yeah. Uh, they score, they score what? Uh, three runs in the eighth and then a homer in the ninth or whatever it was. Or no, they didn't the even bat in the ninth. That's what Raised the beauty of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. exactly. They bat exactly. eight times. We, we, we would uh. set the freaking Orioles only bat eight times in this game. So we, uh, we still lost uh, uh, that thing. But yeah. what what's going on? So I, I, Go ahead, Eric. 
I was going to say, I looked it up. I, the Rays hadn't lost by four or more runs in like one time in like the last 37 games. So yeah. they'll figure, right? And, well, and the Orioles didn't have one sweep last year. So yeah. they went the whole season wow. without a sweep. Oh, jeez. Oh, uh, man. And, and it's so... That that was a tough one for for all of us. Now, Darren, you and Harry have this bet. This has become more and more convoluted as the weeks go on, <laughs> and who knows if baseball will even be around to see uh, to, to to finish out and see if there's an end to this. But you guys bet that no pitcher will have more than one and a half complete games, and we we talked about it last week. Garrett Cole, and who was it? Was it uh, Scherzer? Scherzer in the yeah. in the first yeah. game in uh, rain out shortened game. Yeah, they got credit for a complete game, but they didn't. We're not sure if they did yet. But now they're changing the rules on you even further, where subsequent doubleheaders now are only seven innings, and it would seem like all right, right that's an even easier way to get a complete game. But oh the, the league, <laughs> Harry, am I am I giving you news? Harry, that, that helps us, <laughs> Harry, because those won't be full complete game. Those won't be recognized by the books. No, the books so will they, not recognize right. those as complete games. Listen, I'll, I'll call. Uh, do, maybe I maybe I just need to call my guy Marquez again or well, something. Miguel, right? Miguel, Miguel. Oh my Miguel God, Marquez. Marquez? Oh, wow, <laughs> good for you. Don't even remember his name. Sure. Miguel. Talk right, about Miguel, sensitivity on Twitter. You don't even remember the guy's name. He saved you hundreds of dollars. Um. Uh, potentially, <laughs> Brian, you had a stat last week: the minus two hundred or greater favorites in baseball were not faring well. Do you want to update on that? Us on that. Yeah, so yeah, so I gave out that stat last week. So the, in the minus two hundred games, where the where the favorites minus two hundred, as of last week when we came on, um, the underdogs had won ten of twenty one games. And I said if you bet a hundred dollars on that, you'd be up like you know fifteen hundred dollars if you right. bet a hundred dollars on every game. So after saying that last week, uh, I followed it again this week. Um, of course, none of us made money on it, although we should have, but. Uh, the underdog. So th this week there was 15 games where there was a favorite of minus 200 or greater. The underdog won eight of those 15 games. Wow. So if you bet a if you bet a hundred dollars on every one of those games, it was about uh, plus 800. So right. fuck that. Uh, that we didn't do that. Um, <laughs> How many were the uh, Orioles raised? Like well, five of well, those? Well, that's the thing. So like right. you had the Orioles, you had the Mariners, I think won like three in a row where they were yeah. like plus 180 to plus 230. So those right. two teams alone, you know, and that's, that's again, that's including the Yankees and even the Dodgers in that number. So if you back those teams out too, it would probably yeah. be even better. You know, for and your... it doesn't seem to make sense, Parlay Kid, because the perennial favorites are all doing well pretty much. The Braves, the Yankees, That's... the Twins, right? I, I, who else? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, Twins have been great. The Twins, exactly, right? So we have a couple things going. Like the Dodgers, right, they have a plus already a, a run differential of plus 30. That's like yeah. incredible. After best in 10 the majors. games, mm -hmm. by far the best in the majors, not even close yet. They're over under. I, I think their scores go under. I think they're like three and seven. Yeah. Uh, if you were to bet the over on the Dodgers, you'd be like three and seven. So it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really add up. It's well, weird, so they're beating teams like seven stat. to one or something, right? Like I, they're just, I guess just that's exactly what's yeah. happening. They're winning like eight, one, seven, one. They're staying on the under. Yeah. Uh, and the Indians, I think, are are one and nine with the over. So go with the yeah. Indians with the unders. Their pitching's been great. Their bats have not been so great. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, again, I'm losing interest because the Mets uh, look so nice. <laughs> Cespedes hits a home run, wins the home opener against the Braves, a division rival, and then they drop five in a row. Now, could have finished off the Red uh, Sox, could have won two yeah. of the games three and four. Yankees took care of the Red Sox. That's what you do to a pitching staff like that, yeah. even though those games went under when we had over. Uh, Friday and Saturday. Oh God, I don't know where to start, but I will say <laughs> this. It doesn't seem, it doesn't matter. First of all, it doesn't matter as much because I put an over under on the season ending. I think it's 12 and a half days. What did I say? August 15th or something. Wow. Really? I don't know. What the hell do I know? But I, I didn't know that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if a, a, a clubhouse staffer gets COVID that we're going to call off series like that. I didn't know. I wouldn't have been that excited for baseball. Secondly, all these teams make the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. All these teams except mine. So once you get to, what is it? How many make it? 16? Uh, 16. 16. 16. 16. 
It's a lot of baseball teams. You're going to get a lot of bad. The, we're going to see the Orioles in the playoffs. It's gonna, we're going to have to watch it. <laughs> Harry, what do you it's think? Fun. You have some of your favorites. <laughs> twins. Yeah, well, you know, last week I just, you know, last week I ran down the Twins a little bit. Still, uh, they're pretty good. Uh, you can get them at 15 to 1, I'd say. Uh, they have the best uh, run differential in the American League. Uh, Maeda's 2-0. Real nice ERA, too. But in the National League, the Rockies, uh, some sites I've seen pretty high on to still win the National League. They're 6-2. and two. They've just given up 24 runs. That's the Rockies of all teams. The second in batting average, fifth in ERA. And uh, Story, Blackman, Murphy, and and Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp's around. All of those guys hitting over 345. It's pretty amazing. Rockies is 6-2. and two. At 70-1, to one, I've seen some places for the National League. I've seen uh, a lot, you know, almost double for, um, for World Series. So Rockies, not too bad to start the season. Yeah, and they're doing it with their shirts on, which is amazing, right? I mean, <laughs> how are they doing? Uh, look, I should read right. some of the odds, and a lot of and, with, and without and, and, and a lot of them don't have shades on either, right? And these aren't going to change right. much because of the playoff uh, format. But Yankees and Dodgers still at the top at four to one. Astros eleven to one. Braves thirteen. Harry's Twins fifteen. The Rays screw them seventeen to one. Somehow mm. the Mets are seventh at twenty to one. I don't know. Uh, I don't get that at all, but there you go. That's baseball for you. Well, we have it for a little while longer, I think. And good for you, Parley kid and, and uh brother Bry with Aaron judge. Give me a break already. <laughs> Harry, you don't like this Aaron judge, do you? No, not really. But all I care about me, all I care about with the Yankees is to make sure that uh, Cole gets out of this game at some point. That's all we're watching. You want him out of the game? Oh, yeah, because of the... Uh, out of the game, yeah. I got you. Right, D? Oh, yeah, that's the one thing you're rooting for. You. He'll be out, Harry. He's uh, thrown, uh, I don't know how many pitches, but he's he's labored a little bit. It hasn't been that easy. The fifth Only inning. four Ks. <laughs> I have the Braves. I don't know if I mentioned this. I think I mentioned it before the podcast to you guys. I have the Braves plus four and a half runs. <laughs> They're down 5 nothing to the Mets. I bet against my team. I guess that's what I get, mm. but they never hit for DeGrom, and they heard me scream about it. I was saying DeGrom gets extra screwed because he doesn't even have a say in the hitting anymore. They, there's, a, there's the uh, designated hitter. He's probably like, yeah, give me yeah. a bat. Let me help myself out. But doesn't seem to matter today. And the pens are on the board. That's good. But let's talk to uh, turn to NBA here. Again, these odds aren't going to move much either. Lakers plus 280 to win the title. Actually, that went up a little bit. Clippers and Bucks 3-1. to one. Rockets, Raptors 15-1. to one. And the Celtics 8-1. to one. I still think there's only four or five teams that could win it. Um, Harry, I, I overheard a discussion with Harry and our friend Ken's uh, brother-in-law. You think the Raptors are going to uh, sneak in there somehow? Yeah, I do. I like I've liked the Raptors. I think the Raptors are going to still uh, take over the East. Um, I think Milwaukee, who was 28 and three during the regular season at home, now gotten having to play in Orlando. It's going to be a lot different. They don't get to have that. And Toronto's just look great. Like I on, uh, on our site, mm-hmm. um, extra points. I gave out the Raptors over the Lakers on uh, Saturday night. Uh, thought they'd come back strong in the second half, which they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think overall, um, Kyle Lowry's playing as good as a guard can play in the NBA, as good as anybody. I think he's playing. Siakam's been great too. This team is good. I know this team is just, they get it done. They got it done today. They got it done on Saturday. Nobody wants to hear about Kyle Lowry, uh, maybe before the playoffs, but we're not fighting. Right, fellas? We can't, we can't do it. He's he's (laughs) already, he crushes us. Looks really good, Darren. Crushes us, crushes us all the time. Uh, Parley Mm. kid over unders are hitting it. Some of these teams, they don't, the, the Rockets, Maybe they played de- the, the congratulations. They played defense the other night, but they also put up what sixty threes or fifty nine three. I don't even know how many it was. Uh, no, sixty one three pointers. They got up to sixty one, so it doesn't think, matter. Yeah. Think about that: sixty one three pointers. You're lot. putting up more than a three pointer a minute. A, well over a three uh, one a oh, minute, yeah. right? In in a, in a forty eight minute game, yeah. it almost doesn't seem like it's possible. Right. To be able to do that. And right now, I think the games, I, I don't know the exact stats. Uh, it does appear to be that the games are going over mm-hmm. more than they are going under. Uh, ironically, Sal, uh, the Rockets, uh, if you actually look back through the season, they uh, have gone under in their games more than any other team in the NBA. Yeah. Isn't that? It's kind of interesting. I guess their lines get set very high. Yeah, Vegas is that they, very, they go, very careful uh, with them, for sure. They, exactly. Yeah. But to the, to the Rockets' credit, they've won these last two games. 
Sal, they went into an overtime battle, right? Yeah. They won again in a, a, a tight one against the Bucks. They came back, uh, lost for Brother Bry and I last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks did. But they've used eight guys in both games. The mm-hmm. same eight guys. A lot of these other teams are using like 12-man rotations. They've used eight players in these two games. I, I would have to think they're going to get a little leg-weary here at some point. Yeah. I think all the teams are going to get a little leg-weary. I would think the unders will start cashing sooner rather than later. Bri, you have a number on the overs. Well, Saturday, it was the all overs, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the first first day was 0-2 for the overs, and then uh, Saturday was 6-0. and and But they were getting, like, shattered. Those games were, you know, yeah. I mean, you, you had one, you know, 150, 140, you know. It's just mm-hmm. ridiculous with some of the scores. But as of today, actually, it was um, – the over-unders were, like, oh, 10 and 11, I think, so far. So, right. the unders I, – I guess they've, you know, they've set these over-unders so high, it's come back to – Let's come yeah. back to earth a little bit here. I, you know, I guess shame on any of us for betting for or against uh, the Rockets, a team like that. You're just you're setting yourself <laughs> up for heartbreak. I do wonder how hard these teams, probably kid, you and I were talking about it. Teams like the Lakers, teams like the Bucks are up five and a half with six left. Do they want to just clinch it and then move on? And then you put then you put like the LeBrons and the Anthony Davises on like a schedule, and you could do that, or are they little by little going to sit it out. I know I had trouble today figuring out if six was enough against Utah, who otherwise doesn't look like they have a lot of scoring, but um, that's, what's going to be interesting to see. I bet all those teams under, I thought the Lakers could go five and three and be happy. The bucks were six. Their over under was six. I was like, uh, that's going under. So or six and a half actually. So I went under there, but we'll see. Um, Paulie kid, any five teams can win this thing or, or fewer or more. Well, that's, that's Clippers, after, Lakers, you know, Clippers, Lakers, yeah. Bucks, Raptors. I put the Celtics. Some people say the Rockets. Yeah, I, I think I think if you would ask me before this uh, bubble, bubble tournament kind of happened, I think we would have said, "Hey, let's take a look at like the Nuggets, right? right. Or yeah, uh, uh, some teams like that. Uh, obviously, they've been without Murray uh, mm. early here, and so I think it's thrown some things off." Well, I don't know. It you know makes me rethink this whole thing. I do think, yeah, I think you're looking at the at the Bucks or the Raptors out of the East, and probably the Lakers or the Clippers out of the West. Uh, I think that's yep. you're probably looking at those four teams. But I would throw I would throw the Rockets in there really? now hmm. because maybe this bubble thing really helps them. It's kind of just they're there just playing basketball, chucking up threes, and uh, you know Russell. Westbrook's motor is the guy can just play all day and all mm-hmm. night, right? He just people could say what they want about him, but that guy plays hard all the time. Yeah. All the time. And maybe, you know, with him and hard, maybe that's a team. To me, that would be the fifth team I throw in there right now. Okay. That's interesting. I will say we should look out for this. Brian, I'm putting you in charge of uh keeping sure. tabs on this. When a team locks up the fifth seed, so let's say the Thunder or Jazz, one of those teams in the next week will probably lock up the fifth seed. In the East, it, maybe the Pacers will uh, lap the Sixers. They have nothing to play for. You have the five seed. It doesn't matter if you're the four seed, right? There's no – is there any advantage at all? No, right? There's no home court. Um, uh, I don't know. Uniforms? Yeah, I guess <laughs> you get the, dark, the choice of home. uniforms. I guess if you play the sixth seed – no, but then, yeah, like I said, if you clinch the fifth seed, I don't know. Anyway, let's keep an eye on that. Harry, you well, can keep an eye that, on that. Too. That's going well, to so, well, some, well, something else I was just going to mention, too, though. I know uh, I know Philadelphia was 10 and 24 coming into this on the yeah. road this year, and everyone's talked about how they've been able to play. And they lost yesterday to Indiana, I know, but something maybe they're just chilling too and just relaxing. And Bede looked look great. He had 41, yeah. and uh, Harris had 30. I mean, I know they this is that was in a losing game against Indiana, but you know maybe they just they're waiting too to uh, to to throw out what they have because uh, Horford still can get it done if they need him off the bench. I just think that the Sixers might be a team just sleeping right now and waiting for it. You think Shake Milton is slow playing it like he's done so <laughs> so many years? He's, he's, he knows when played to turn 20 it minutes on. The, uh, played 20 minutes yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, does anyone have anything else to say about NBA? I think uh, I think we can move on. It's going to be in flux. It's uh, it's interesting to watch. Don't know who's resting who. Zion is funny. I mean, I, I don't want to comment before the end of this uh, Memphis game, but it's hilarious what's going on with his plus minus. 
I actually see why he's not on the court at the end of the game. I think he's got minus 33 in two games, which is uh, which means he's not playing a whole lot but, of defense. But, but Zal, yeah. what happened with Zion, though? Because he was fat, <laughs> right? And then he yeah. lost this weight, right? I remember people like a month ago yeah, yeah. saying, and then what? He had that family emergency, and then he came back even heavier than he was, right? right? Yeah. I think yeah. the emergency, the family emergency that, was uh, mom's cooking, maybe. I don't know. I think that was <laughs> <All> the <right>. emergency. <laughs> What's that, Brian? I said, <laughs> "Shouldn't do that, Harry." I mean, that's that's yeah. that's a uh, that's a Carmelo Anthony trick right there, Brian. Yeah. That, that he's uh, doing mm-hmm. right now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Not here. Wow. <laughs> Maybe someone bet him that he couldn't gain fifty-two pounds by Super Bowl fifty-two. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's move on yeah. to NHL. All right, so here is the uh, Stanley Cup odds. Again, these are not going to change much, especially since the top four are just jockeying for position right now. There's no elimination. They're playing like a round robin for seeding. Tampa Bay Lightning plus 550, the Bruins 6 to 1, the Avs 7 to 1, Flyers 10 to 1, Pens 10 to 1, Harry's uh, Vegas Knights 10 to 1. And then it goes on and on. Uh, Pauly Kid Bry Islanders 25 to 1 right there with the yeah. Maple Leafs so we liked. I don't yep. know. And the Rangers are uh Magically disappearing from the picture here <laughs> at 70 to one odds. They are almost done. Um, it's been fun. It feels like playoff hockey, I think. Yep. Um, Brother Bry, what do you have uh, odds wise? I know the unders are crushing. Yeah, so the unders as of, I mean, there's two games going on right now, but the unders so far are 11 and two. Um, it's crazy. Eastern Conference right now is seven and zero oh in the under. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. The first period unders, the under one and a half, which I think we always kind of like that come playoff time. Yeah. Um, that's that's ten and three. I think you have to lay a little bit of money on the unders. Usually, like the under one and a half is usually right. like minus one thirty to minus one forty. But yeah, so that's ten and three. Uh, but the one thing that I found interesting is the under one and a half first period goals are 10 and three yet a goal to be scored in the first 10 minutes is eight and five. So these games are getting out to quick mm. leads right away, but they're still falling on the under. But I guess the under makes sense because these teams right now are just are especially, you know, these these games, some of these games are real, real playoff games. And yeah. Teams like the Islanders, for sure. I mean, I would back the under on the Islanders every game that you can. Uh, there's just certain teams where their defensive style just leads to not many goals. Uh, sorry, Harry, for the the under uh, in the Washington-Toronto. I mean, sorry, the Washington-Tampa game today. Tampa game. I know. I mean, that, that, was, that was a... Yeah. It was two two in the second, and then the nothing in the third, and then uh, and then Tampa went it in a shootout. But you know, uh, it's interesting, like you mentioned, Brian, with these over unders too. The uh, Bruins Flyers yesterday was set at five and a half with five minutes to go. The Bruin uh, the Flyers scored to make it four one. So down three with four minutes to go. Boston pulls uh, their goalie, and uh, so you got four minutes of empty net action, and you can't get that. Flyers don't get that four plus minutes of empty net action. You don't get that, so it stays <laughs> under. And I know we mentioned too the the seeding games. Uh, the da- Sal just mentioned the Dallas Vegas. It's three three now in the third, so it's going over. But the, out of the four seeding games, three and one on the unders on those two. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, they're not getting their legs. The goaltending has been pretty good. Parley kid, yeah. you want to give the uh, Islanders? I, I, I talk about a hot yeah, goalie. No. Twenty-seven out of twenty-eight saves, right? You yeah, look, uh, I, you know that's the thing with like Brian was saying is the Islanders are kind of built for these playoffs. The way they play, they play a very close to the vest game. They got a great coach in Barry Trotz. Uh, I, I don't want to jump on the uh, bandwagon too of the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I don't know if the Rangers have just not played well or. But we saw the Hurricanes last year in the playoffs against the Islanders, and they look very similar to that type of team. They they they're physical. They have some skill. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the odds you threw out there on the Hurricanes are, Sal, but they are going to be very very difficult uh, for anybody to beat here. Uh, so it's wide open, and you got to give these hockey players credit. Even in this game today with the Capitals and the Lightning, what mm-hmm. a fun game that was. I know. It wasn't as high scoring as Harry would have liked, but it was a wide open game. Uh, there were a lot of really good opportunities. The goaltending was great. Uh, the mm-hmm. skill on display was great. Uh, and that that was just a uh, one of the round robin games. That was just like kind of a seeding game. And these yeah. guys still laid it all on the line. Yeah. And that's what I love about hockey. There's been fights already. These guys aren't just showing up and kind of 
you know, playing at uh, 50% of their abilities. They're playing at 100%, and that's what's great about hockey. You can't play at 50% or you'll get hurt. Yeah. Or even at 80%. I have to say, the, the hard, the, the, I will, by the way, the Hurricanes are 20 to 1. I don't know how that bears out. They'd still have to win three series, right? So if you took them game by game or series by oh, series, yeah. Oh, yeah. that you, might be about right. Probably better off. Tw- yeah. 21, 20 to 1 is okay if you're, 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 I went away from the first series, I guess, uh, playoff round. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, they, I don't know if I'd play hard in a seeding tournament yeah, if, if home right. ice was on the line and it's not right. Like right. both one seeds got bounced last year in the NHL yeah. in the first round. So th- this doesn't even have that this year, just yeah. going against. Well, another mm-hmm. team that say, won. Yeah. And, and not to mention the home home ice doesn't mean anything as of right now. Obviously Toronto doesn't score. Edmonton gives up six. Yeah. Doesn't even doesn't mean anything, really. Right. A- absolutely. And I would say I think we had a listener that did mention to us when we talked about this, maybe uh, before we even uh, before mm-hmm. we went off the air for a while. I do think if the higher seed you are, uh, I guess it does play into the strategy of the game in terms of line shifts, etc. So mm. there is some incentive, especially for the coach. There's more incentive. I'm not sure for the players, but. Uh, watching that Lightning Capitals game, it was like watching uh, a game seven today yeah. uh, of a playoff game. It was an absolutely fantastic game. So kudos to the NHL and, and their players for, for laying it on the line already early here. I so think how do you, a, how do you yeah. like the arena set up with like the blue in the background? Do you like that? I mean, I I, it, it, it doesn't bother me as much. You don't like it. I, I like the, I appreciate the different camera angles because there's no fans in the upper deck. So they're able the camera mm-hmm. placement is mm-hmm. uh, they're able to have fun with it a little bit. You don't like the background. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it just reminds me, it just has a look of like that blue for whatever reason makes it seem like it's an Olympic hockey game yeah. or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, I don't, it, I don't it, know which one. I'll, you know what? You know what? The, the the camera angle, like Sal, you just mentioned, sometimes when they go high above and the team might be on the power play, but it's from like a bat, your back a little bit in uh, in terms of the where they're holding the camera. It's a great angle to see the passes and everything developing underneath. I'm looking now. It, it, does, Brian, it does look like the, the place is being termite tented or something. It, it looks a little <laughs> bit weird. A little, it's a little strange. Um, all right. Let's move to golf. Look, we have these three sports going. God bless. Let's keep it going. PGA Championship. Now, the golf schedule has been all thrown all over the place. Uh, Brian, I have to say this. I know I know you get frustrated with the golf, but I love it. I love betting golf. <laughs> and I, I, I was trying to put my finger on why. And I know, Paula, kid, you and you, you, you know, these guys aren't as athletic. They don't move around as much as the UFC guys. So when I say it's a one on one sport, you really can't compare it to boxing or UFC or anything. But when I bet those sports, I kind of feel the punch. Uh, when I bet a golfer, I kind of feel a bad shot. Or oh. if, he, if he puts it six feet from the pin, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's yep. great. I don't, I don't know. I get a, a little. And here's the best thing about it. It's a one-on-one sport. And you follow it through the weekend. And you could turn uh, on, an, on an individual. You can go to a different one at, at 4 o'clock on Sunday. You're like, screw this. I'm I'm abandoning my one-on-one guy. I'm going for a different individual, and it hasn't worked for us, Brian. I feel like there's seven guys tied for um, what was it? it? Really, was late in the day Sunday. There was a seven-way tie, and uh, we couldn't pick the top three or four, right? Uh, yeah, I mean that that's a, you're right though. I mean it is great to bet. I, I, my my biggest frustration is the amount of money you can lose on a weekend because you're like, yeah. holy shit, there's. 4,000 bets in the tournament. There's 4,000 bets just for Thursday. Every day there's more. I mean, I could literally just sit there how about, and how, lose thousands how about when of you dollars. Wake, yeah. How about when you wake up on the West Coast and you're already down four strokes? Oh, that happens <laughs> all on the Thursday, time. On a Thursday. But no, but being up late at night, the night before, looking at matchups, like, okay, this no name. He, you know, he he birdied one in the in the back nine. So he's not he's not going to stand up to Phil Mickelson. Well, I'll, I'll take Mickelson. And it, it doesn't and really work out. And the thing that's, the thing that, in terms of looking at bets, every site is different. So the matchup, yeah. I mean, sometimes you get the actual real matchups, but then other sites have the alternate matchups. Yeah, right. Right. So you're looking at that and you're looking at other things. And now, now all these sites, a lot of, they do a great job with still giving you on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like top five, top 10, top 20 odds, which you never used to get anymore uh, after, after, before Thursday. So, right. 
uh, just so many ways to lose money. And I have just, I've found every way to lose money here on golf. Yeah, there are hundreds of golf bets to make, even like you said, on Sunday morning. It used to be, you could make one uh, other than the matchups. If, you know, will will there be a playoff, right? Well, that was like right. the only one you can make. Uh, Kepka 10 to one, JT, uh, he won last, this past weekend, 12 to one, Justin Thomas, Rom. I don't know where he was last weekend, 14 to one, but I think he's number one in the world. Am I right? Uh, Rory. No, he's number two. Oh, he's number number two? two now. Who's one? Yeah. Justin Thomas, Thomas after Thomas. winning. Oh, Thomas, Thomas one, yeah. slapped him. Okay. So Rory. After winning. Rory, 14 to one. We are not letting our friend Trevor take uh, convince us into taking Rory. <laughs> and uh, Bryson, 16 to one. Yeah. Um, Harry, what do you think? You, you, uh, you're all over this. I know you like Tiger, but I didn't even mention Tiger's name. Who stands out? Well, well uh, you know, uh, Kepka's going for a three-peat uh, in the, for the uh, for the PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, we, me, uh, Parley Kid, and Brian saw him, uh, saw him win last year in New York, and uh, it was good to see him actually play well this past week because we were all worried about him. I thought, you know, Sal, you mentioned his injury to his leg uh, still was probably bothering him, and uh, maybe he might have to still have surgery in the offseason, but still played well last week, so it's going to be interesting to see how played he is. Well, the two that. weeks before, he had minus ones. I think he, he didn't that didn't get him a cut, but uh, – uh, but yeah, he's 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 playing right. pretty well with an injured knee so I'll, far. I like this kid, Matt, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, someone to look out for. He's got four top tens, 25 years old. Uh, at, at, you can plus 300 at top 22. He's 18th in the world, and he's second on the tour in putting. Second on the tour in putting. You can get him 60 to 1 to win the, the championship here, uh, 3 to 1 top 20. Uh, second in putting. I'll take that guy anytime for a top 20, and you get that type of price. All right. Let me just say, I've been golfing. Uh, I know you guys have been golfing too, Parley Kid and Brother Bry. You guys go to the range and you golf. You do both. Lately, yeah, we'll or? do both. We'll alternate it up. We'll switch mm-hmm. it up. It's more range than anything right now, but uh, yeah. yeah, we've definitely played a good amount. I've been playing the par three with uh, my co-host Rachel Bonetta on Fox Bet Live and our friend Scott Holmes, and it's just terrible. I, I lose to them. I have an awful swing. You guys saw it when we got fitted for clubs. Really, they should have given me a, a bamboo stick. It doesn't even matter anymore. But the, the worst of it all, the worst of any of it, is when I hit it, and it's a, just a worm burner, and it goes like just right in front of me. And they're like, oh, that's all right. You hit it straight. I was like, nah, I don't care about straight. I'm a 200-pound man. Mm-hmm. I should be hitting it further than 18 yards off the tee here on a but seven iron or whatever the hell I'm using. So yeah, the pity, the uh, the, uh, listen, the fake pity listen, is the worst. Listen, do you need me? Do you need me to rent a car and come up the coast and uh, maybe I can uh, me and you can take them on into uh, no, in teams? No, I don't want to take anybody oh. on. I'm terrible. I'm Jeez. awful. Rent, rent, a, rent a car. Jump you've, on my back. You've had yeah. plenty of times to rent a car, Harry. You keep flying everywhere. <laughs> so if you're going by hitting by by weight. Harry should be yeah. driving the ball about 600 yards every <laughs> <It's> time. <true. laughs> Bryson. Yeah, we, that, that I can't get out of the hot tub. I was one of the first of the uh, the shirtless pictures when he was caught in a sand trap, just um, making <laughs> sand angels. That's right. Well, you know, you know, Sal, I, people on uh, people on uh, Twitter have been asking whatever, and I did mention, and I say that uh, me in the hot tub is basically your fault. You know that. I don't see why. I didn't buy you a hot well, tub. I didn't back. Yeah, what? No, no. Back in uh, back in two thousand when or when two thousand eight or nine when or twelve maybe it was when we we're in Hawaii. Uh, not you, me, uh, Ken, right. and our buddy Tony. Uh-huh. And uh, Tony uh, took a picture of me in the hot tub, sent it to you, and that's when you were ESPN and you used it in the video when oh, you were on. Right, right, right. Picks I remember Neil. that. Right, I did find yeah, that. Yeah, so then, you know, sort of, it was kind of yours. Okay. You started it. I apologize to the world and yes. for Twitter. <laughs> uh, That's fine, as long as you apologize to the violating world. Violating their sensitivity okay. issues. Um, what do you think, Darren? You have any uh, thoughts of this guy? No, I think you have a best bet in there somewhere. Yeah, well, but, when we get yeah. to I got a yep. little golf best bet that's a little prop bet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so so what we what we all do for this stuff is when we – because you guys got me into betting golf. I until last year I never bet golf. I didn't trust mm-hmm. it. Uh, I and you know it's probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me is <laughs> is, is, is betting <laughs> this golf stuff. Uh, but you're right. I almost sound. I I know what you're saying. There are times where if I have a certain golfer and and he's up. And yeah. uh, there's sometimes I can't even watch. I have to turn the channel. Isn't that great? Yeah, right. Like I, I'm like I can't watch him hit this ball. <laughs> I, I, I'm too nervous to watch him hit it here, and I, I turn it off, and I'll uh, or I'll watch out of the corner of my eye. I can't watch yeah. it, so I right. get what you're saying. It is kind of addicting to to bet on it. 
Uh, but to give you uh, somebody this week, well, there's two two guys. I mean, DeChambeau, I think uh, I could see him rebounding. I think he's in the hunt to to get him at sixteen to one. Mm-hmm. Why not at this at this course? But I heard this course yeah. is very tough. It's in yeah. San Francisco. Uh, I heard it's going to be a very very tough course. Uh, you got to play it on the greens. You got to hit it on the greens off your tee shot. Xander Schauffele does it almost as good as anybody in the world. And I've been saying repeatedly, he's going to win one of these. He's a very yeah. steady player. He's due. He's, he's going to win due. one. He's due for one of these. I just think his consistent game could play off on a course like this where you got to keep it straight on off that tee shot. He's a guy, I think he's uh, 72% hitting it onto the greens. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's roll with him at 18. I think you could find him anywhere from 18 to 22 to 1, depending on where you're looking at. Before I go to Bry, Parley Kid, there are some long shots that you you should take a look at. Let me just uh, let me just warn you, Parley Kid, you better have a few dollars on Victor Hovland because I know you had him last week and he didn't do I, it. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to bounce back at sixty to one, and you're going to be nowhere yeah. near it. And then he's going to be like nine to two, and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. why didn't I do anything here? Hovland is certainly a guy. I think he got off to it. He was really hot right out for this. Uh, this break, right? He came out. Yep. His last two outings, I think, have been subpar for him. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I would expect him to bounce back. So you're right. I saw him somewhere like fifty to one, yeah, uh, to win this. Uh, you know, again, he, those are the guys you should look at too if you're looking to make a little bit yeah, of money. I'm seeing sixty. I'm seeing. You know, you you like Kuchar sometimes. He's a hundred to one. You know, Harry loves Brent, him. Brent Harry yeah. loves him. Harry, Harry mm-hmm. likes him. Harry's lost I, a lot of money I, I, on I him. Love, I, I, I love to hate to him. Him. It's more like what I, you know, yeah. You never know. Uh, Brother Bry, what are you leaning towards here? Yeah, it's funny because I, I do like uh, one of the, I like two guys. Xander's one of them. Uh, I like him for a top 20 because then top 20 is basically like even money. Uh, he has four straight top 20 finishes, five of six top 20 finishes. And uh, his last 10 tournaments, he's finished in the top 25 nine times in the last. And so, mm. I mean, he's he, and when he has a when he's playing against tough competition, he's actually better. Uh, but he's you know, he screwed me already once this year and that that lost to Berger and Morikawa. But uh, in terms of for a top 20 finish, I would take him because even he's had a tough time even recently making some cuts. Mm-hmm. And he's he on on 18, he's hit like a 20 foot you know, a 20 foot birdie, like I'm yeah. back to back to make cuts. Uh, the other day he had a, he had a pretty long birdie just to finish inside the top 10. So I would trust him to finish inside uh top 20. The other guy is Hatton plus two forty in the top 20. So he struck, he's another guy like Hovland. He struggled last week, but before that he has uh, six mm-hmm. in five of six tournaments. He's, he's finished in the top six. Yeah. In five of six, which is and he, and he, he, he won one and came in second. Right. Too. Which is crazy. So I think to get him in, in the top 20 at plus 240 seems a little bit nuts. Uh, plus uh, top 10 is plus 475. So he's a guy in addition to Hovland, like you're saying, I, I would keep an eye on him. So here's the thing with uh, with Hatton. I, I don't know if it was you or our buddy Trevor, but we found on FanDuel Saturday, <laughs> you know, Saturday, you could bet who's going to win. Not just the Saturday matchup for the you know the rest of the tournament. So who will have the higher score um, combined? You know at, at the end of the tournament, based on they, they take obviously where they are in the leaderboard into consideration. And I jumped on that son of a bitch Hatton over uh, what was it Hideki? And I think yeah, I think he put Matsuyama, up like, Matsuyama. Yeah, mm-hmm. think he had like, we blame blame that up, on Trevor though. Well, yeah, we'll blame it on Trevor. I think he put up like <laughs> a plus five on Saturday or something. All right, lots of golf action. Just one of six, seven sports. Uh, brings us to our unsponsored segment, the Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Okay, so Jonas, he leaves. He takes off from the hotel. There's a rumor now that he has his ranch is in Florida and he had planned this all along and he wanted to wait till they got closest to Florida to take off. I don't know if this is true, but they don't play the Marlins for a while, like uh, another 18 days or so. So he made his move. I don't know why he did it. It's perplexing. Um, whatever. He doesn't want to play. He's not going to play for the Mets anymore. He's a free agent. But let's take a look at the most bizarre off-field moment for the Mets. Is it Jonas Espedes ghosting the team at 5-2? to two? 
Is it Dwight Gooden skipping the parade to get high at three to one, 1986? Is it the Bobby Bonilla contract, which is still ongoing, five to one odds? Brett Saberhagen spraying bleach on reporters at 10 to one, or do you want to take the field? Let us start with you, Harry. You know what? I'm going to go with the Bobby Bonilla situation. Mm. Um, Look, 33 days ago was Bobby Bonilla Day, July 1st. That is, by the way, Bobby Bonilla is now 55 years old. But I guess the Mets didn't want to pay him his measly $5.9 million contract in 2000. So they rearranged everything. And and now by in 2018, he had still the Mets still owed him 17 payments uh, of one point one nine million dollars from basically the year of 2000, where he actually played for the Braves, not the Mets. So he's supposed to be paid off by the Mets in the year 2035, which is amazing. So it's just the whole thing is silly. And it's not even like he was a great guy in the media and everything. He had plenty of problems <laughs> with uh, Newsday reporters and reporters with, with, with in New York and everywhere else. And still, the Mets didn't do that. And, and however it worked out, he's got a, He's getting paid over a million dollars every year until 2035. That's why, that's why you get paid amazing. if you're a great guy. That's why you get paid more with the media. Well, you know, I'll, it helps I'll say this at times. Uh, I love making fun of it. Every time July 1st rolls around, it's good for two or three tweets out of me. And it's it's a, it's nonsense right. that he's still getting paid. But any financial advisor will tell you, any front office guy will tell you the Mets got a great deal there to pay it off an installment over the years. That's the way to do it. It it would have been worth a lot more if he had been paid lump sum early on. And the other thing is, the other thing is indirectly, we got David Wright out of that deal. So um, I can't complain too much. That but, is pretty good. Yeah. That is pretty good. But, you know, for a guy also, by the way, Bonilla, twice 30 more thir- plus 30 homers, twice more than 100 RBIs in his career. And, and, and he's getting this is insane. All right. Really, really insane. All right. Oh. Brother Bry, what are you saying? Craziest, uh, craziest, most outrageous <laughs> Mets off field moment. There's so it's many. It's funny. Why? Why? I know. Why are there so many for the Mets? There's so damn many. But I would say Doc Gooden not showing up for the Mets parade because, I mean, I know he was at a drug dealer's apartment, right? Just hanging mm-hmm. out. I, th- I think he overslept, but he, s- he said he was watching. I and mean, this is going to be funny to see um, on the 30 for 30. Uh, yeah. R- recreating this. But I mean, <laughs> the fact that like, just imagine maybe the greatest day in your life. I mean, the greatest day is yeah. probably winning, winning that World Series. But the next day, just being able to celebrate that with millions of fans in New York and you oversleep or you're too nervous to even go out and you're too you're high on drugs but it it would be like i i'm trying to find what's like a similar situation like if you your wedding mm-hmm. it would be like your wedding day but even though the, but that's shitty and boring it's a little bit different <laughs> but then like you, you you show up you get the job done on the wedding day but then you skip the honeymoon like that right. just to me that just does not make any sense so well i think it's, uh, it's like darren missing the long island softball banquet at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. For uh, for best 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 phony average for the season. Wow. Is there an award for best phony average? Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, but I, I bet Dwight would look at it like, "Hey, I was celebrating. I was getting high." He admitted he was getting high. It's like I did celebrate. I, what, I couldn't bring these drugs mm. to the parade. Can you imagine the the backlash I would have gotten if I got high <laughs> on a float? Going down Broadway? Can't do that. Um, yeah, no, but that is uh, bizarre. All right, Parley Kid, I, I worry about your answer here, but what is it? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm going to take the field. But before I get to that, Sal, did uh, did Ken sign Harry to like one of those Bobby Bonilla contracts? Like uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe like maybe like 15 years ago, he said, look, I'm going to pay you like $20,000. And now he's just paying that off uh, over the next uh, 20 years, like yeah. maybe like $1,000 a year to live in his so house. Does. It's kind of like yeah. that, hey, right? It is. It's I, like you get, you get paid zero uh, every year until 2045 and you can't leave. Yeah, it's kind of Believe like, me, the, cra- the, the craziest Met story could have been when Lenny K stayed at the house. That's right. Is it Lenny K? Lenny or is it Lenny, Lenny, Lenny K or Lenny, Lenny okay. Dykstra? You, yeah, yeah. Right. that is get, true. Get you your had fake Dykes names and real names uh, sorted out. <laughs> I know. What do you think, Sal? So, I'm taking the field in South June 15th, 1977. Probably one of the worst days of your life. Uh, of your young life at that time, six-year-old Sal was probably crying his eyes out when the mm. Mets traded Tom Seaver. I know yeah. this doesn't this fits the category to me. It's off the field, right? Mm. Sal, it's got to be one of the worst trades of all time. Uh, you take your best player ever that your franchise has seen, and still to this day, Tom Seaver is the Mets' 
best all-time player. You trade him for Pat Zachary, Doug Flynn, Steve Henderson, and Dan Norman. Yeah. Who really, the four of them never amounted to anything. Steve Henderson, the best of, of them all. I think he hit 280 over four years with the Mets. Uh, and, you know, Tom Seavers, I, I saw him pitch several times. As Reggie Jackson once said, blind people come to the stadium to hear him pitch. And I yeah. can attest to that because uh, as a kid, my neighbor got se- had season tickets and uh, he couldn't go off. And my father would take my brother, John, and I, and we would see Tom Seaver pitch when we were like six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. And maybe in a stadium that wasn't too crowded. And you could hear that ball come out of his hand. He was phenomenal. As a kid, I, I, I my pattern, my, my motion after him, my, yeah. my knee dragging along the ground. Right. Uh, what a, what a, what a pitcher. Uh, you know, who knows? I, I, I was a Yankee fan, but I was always a Tom Seaver fan. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, really devastating day for the Mets. They didn't recover for many, many years. He made it back to the team, but you're right. He should have been on there. Uh, they didn't get a lot for him. And that was a weird, that, that, that wasn't like today. That was weird to unload your ace, your your franchise player uh, like that for four guys. Doug Flynn, though, parlay kid. Didn't he make the, the softball Hall of Fame? You said these guys didn't yeah, amount was, to anything. <laughs> that's funny that you say that, Sal. He was a supposedly an excellent softball player. Go. I was going to mention that. I just figured nobody else no, in I the know. world knew that. <laughs> well, but, uh, Harry brought up <laughs> softball so i figured uh uh the same <laughs> wow there's so much brother bribe brought up uh vince coleman throwing fireworks at fans although i think that was actually on the field i think david Cohn did something nasty uh in the bullpen um i'm gonna say mr met getting fired for giving the middle <laughs> finger um what kind of mascot does only in new york does this happen he gave the middle finger he probably wanted to do it ten thousand times before that but he finally did <laughs> it was caught on camera unfortunately because everyone videotapes or everyone takes a still of uh everything and that was that for poor mr met um maybe we have him on the podcast next week we'll find out uh, <laughs> oh does he speak mr met doesn't speak so that, that won't be a good podcast just be waving at us yeah, yeah i'll just wave uh, the finger at us <laughs> jim cunningham i know you're a yankee fan do you have a met off-field moment that you care to bring up there's so many good ones but i gotta agree with brother bry that uh that good and skipping the parade <laughs> to smoke crack in a crack house is uh yeah <laughs> nothing better than that it's pretty good um there's the other one. Uh, the only other ones I can think of is uh, Lenny. I don't want to bring it back to me, but Lenny Dykstra and I getting kicked out of a restaurant <laughs> because he was screaming at Paul McCartney. Um, that was a big one that doesn't get a lot of uh, publicity. There's one um, uh, after a game. I, I hugged a guy and ended up three. I don't even know what happened there. I ended up three rows in front. <laughs> the Mets beat the the Mets beat the Cubs in the playoffs, and I game jumped one, into game the, one. Right, game one. Uh, Daniel Murphy makes a great play ranging to his left to record the last out. And I jump into a stranger's arms and we went and went and went and, uh, ended up two, three rows in, uh, in front of where I, where I took off and I busted up my lip. Now there's a lot more to this story, but brother <laughs> Bry has it all on camera or he, he was able to document it. So God bless there, you for that. <laughs> yeah. There, we, we still don't, we don't, we still don't know if the other person is alive, but, uh, <laughs> He probably isn't because he was a Rutgers oh. fan. So he has a lot of reasons to, um, <laughs> so to give it up. All right. There you go. That's our uh, Riverboat Casino segment. And now Sharp Tank. Not good last week, guys. We, oh, again, we got too brutal. excited, I think. we got Too many sports coming back and we didn't, we didn't know what to do with it. Let's do it this time. You guys give me your best bets. I'm going to buy one of them and we're going to ride it. I, th- I think I ruined the Parlay Kid streak at UFC. He had 100, 250 to 1 or something with all his winners he had strung together. But let's start with you, Parlay Kid. You're going golf. Yeah, I'm going golf. I got a prop bet here, Sal, and uh, it is, will there be a hole-in-one? I'm taking the no at minus 140. Hmm. Kind of did the math on this, Sal. Uh, what do you think the odds are for an average, for the t- a tour player to get a hole-in-one? Hole what do you think? Oh, you have like a number in your head? I'm going to be I read way this off today on, on PGA.com. Are you talking today. about just one? one uh, so he's, he's teeing like off. The chance, yeah, teeing off. Like the chances of a tour player uh, to get it. It's, it's almost impossible to think about. Three, well, 350. No, more. No, 3,000 to one. 3,000 yeah. to one. The average yeah, it was a player, three. the average player like ourselves, mm-hmm. it's like 12,000 to one, right? Wow. Which for me, it would be a million to one. I could never yeah. get a hole in one. There's just no yeah. way. So, but so I did the math on this, and there's four par threes on this course. 
uh, that they're playing over the weekend. There's 155 players. I take it that they're going to have about uh, 1,800 chances, uh, 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 swings off the tee here <laughs> on these par threes. Uh, it doesn't equal 3,000 to one, right? It's like 18, they're going to have 1,800 chances to probably uh, get a hole in one. Right. I don't see it happening. When was the last time we, we saw it on ESPN happening? It seems like it's been a while. So mm-hmm. let's take the no at minus 140. Again, it could be over uh, right away. But yeah. uh, it could get interesting if it's if the, if it's still there on the last day. Well, here's what's good Some about cat. that: the, the the field cuts in half, not necessarily in half, but cuts. Right. Uh, I, I guess in half, right? Top seventy, one fifty five. Yeah, well, it to actually 70. be less than half, probably. Yeah. Come, uh, right. Fr- so Saturday, fr- uh, Sunday, right. You're looking good if you survive Thursday, Friday. Uh, um, if we if we uh, believe your viewing habits, where you're hiding in the in the bathroom while watching, like <laughs> I don't think you have to do a lot of that because once you see it land wide or whatever, yeah, or, you know, it won't. You're good not there. a lot of stress here for me on this. Yeah, exactly. Minus one. You're right, Harry. Minus one forty uh, <laughs> right. is not bad. All right, go ahead, Harry. Before you expire here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, Parlick, in the last month, there's been two hole, two hole in one. I was, one, I was by gonna, the way. I was gonna say, wasn't it, wasn't it three tournaments in a row that there was a hole in one? Yeah, that's right. Sung, really? Sung Kang I and then so. Abraham I, Answers. I think so. So, what, tor- you know. what tournaments were those, Harry? <laughs> they aren't, they aren't at this course. That's true. Well, no, but, uh, but seriously, one. No, I mean, I understand, that, but how I many? Mean, so, still, how many? But still, if you're saying that there was one or two, <laughs> the odds are still in my favor. All, yeah. All I'm saying is there's a chance. There is a chance. Of course there's, a chance. there's a chance. Of course there's a chance. Yeah. It's minus 140. No. All right. Well, um, yeah. Let me just uh, tell you, there's, there's no go chance to, if I – the only uh, way I would get it is if there was a hole like 18 yards away. That's the only chance I would have. <laughs> I, I don't think I, – I couldn't get a putt in one at this point. Ah, you're not that – we went too. that one time. You were hitting the, you were no, hitting see, the ball, See, this is Jed. what I mean. I don't like drives, the pity. Though. I'm a 50-year-old man, 200 pounds. I you were hitting line drives. All right, go ahead, Aaron. All right. Well, anyways, listen, I, I'm going to go I, a guy that we all hate. We hate on Sunday, but I'm taking Rory at uh, minus 120. Rory McIlroy at minus uh, 120 for a top 20. The last time this tournament, uh, the, not this tournament, a world golf championship was played at Harding Park in San Francisco. It's 2015. It was world a match play tournament too. Rory happened to win that, that tournament. Uh, look, he's third in the world now. Uh, just dropped from one, uh, went to two, went to three now. Um, I think uh, he's got he's got six top tens this year. Um, overall, here he's first in the tour on, in eagles. He's third overall in scoring average and fifth in driving distance. Rory, I feel like I said he 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 had to play these guys day after day in 2015. He must love the course if he got this done. Uh, minus 120 for a top 20. I think he hangs on here. All and right, gets that. interesting. So similar odds on Rory top 20 and no hole in one. Brother Bry, you're taking us off the list. Thanks for your best bet. Uh, yeah, well, let me say for Parley Kids bet, the only thing I don't like about that bet, it's kind of like, I mean, it's different from your buzzer beater bet that you used to have. But mm-hmm. the only thing I don't like about that is you could be watching, you know, you're not watching. If they had a hole that was just like a, yeah. ch- a channel, a channel that you just watched every yep. par three, it'd be Everybody's fine. Everybody's drive, yeah. But the, the, fact yeah. That, the fact that all of a sudden they might cut to a guy who's on a par three and then you're like, oh shit, oh shit, what happened? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. true. It's, if you're really following, if you're not following it, it's, a, it's, it's a probably more of a fun bet. Yeah. Um, and then Harry's, our, our buddy Trevor, who's in love with Rory, yeah. uh, hates him this week. Oh, he so does? I will, Okay. Say, mm. Yeah, he said he's going against them oh, this let's week. Take so. him. Let's take him. Let's take him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh. I'm going to go with the UFC. So I'm going to go with uh, Akhmanov over Weidman uh, this Saturday in UFC minus 115. So Akhmanov's 5-0-1 in his last six fights uh, dating back to 2016. He's got some good wins there against Ian Heinish and, and Zach Cummings. And he does have what's now a really good draw against Marvin Vittori, which is very impressive when you go back and look at it. Uh, Weidman on the other hand has been knocked out five of his last six fights I'm, i i mean weidman being a long island guy i'm always rooting for him but i'm just still surprised he's fighting he's had so many brutal knockouts uh mm. knockouts by you know knockdowns i should say but uh both really good wrestlers here but i i think akmanov is just the better striker he'll be more consistent throughout the fight uh with crisper punches so i would say i you akmanov's like a, an up-and-coming guy whereas weidman uh, is 
this could be his last fight. You don't mm-hmm. even know. So I, at even odds, I think actually the, the funny thing is Akhmedov started off at minus 115. The betting public has has pushed this to mm. Weidman. So All right. uh, I, I like this at minus 115. All right, but Weidman has seven inches on him. Oh, yeah, we go. I mean, d- d- well, it, Weidman is much. Weidman's going to be the uh, the bigger fighter. Um, Akhmedov's only fought at this weight of a few fights. Um, I, I, I just said that, I just, that, that uh, inside joke was. Uh, let me explain that. So Harry doesn't watch his fights. He, he has no idea about that. So his go-to is reach. Now reach is a, a considerable factor, but. You know, when it's uh, Harry will the bring it up when it's one inch reach, like it's like uh, it's like flagging someone for speeding for driving 56 miles an hour. Yeah, this is, I don't know. This is five inch reach. He's got two inches on him in height. That's uh, seven inches. Is okay. somewhat significant. Oh, well, we add them together. I didn't know that's how we do it now. We add. Oh, the, we add them together. That's right. how we do. Uh, yeah. Brian, here's a, I have no data on this, but I don't think you guys do well betting against Long Island fighters just in general. <laughs> I know it's like it, it ends up being a headache and it's like uh, bittersweet. Um, so I'm going to stay away from yours. That's okay. um, Harry. I know for sure I don't have luck in betting guys in the top 10 and top 20. I don't want to skunk your bet because I had a fourth round and in, 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 uh, Brandon Todd with an eight stroke lead on the 11th placed golfer. And he couldn't even hold on. So I'm not going to jinx you. Parley kid, yours is fun. Um, it's, we're going to have to I read, like uh, you're, you're just going to have to like Google hole in one PGA championship, right? Like, the, the, like, uh, all day long, I, right. That until, until uh, one comes up. I think up. you're exactly, you're yeah. exactly yeah. correct. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, be fun. I'll, I'll, I'll update you. I'll update you. Hey, right, and, uh, will update uh, us. On top of that, I got some, uh, weird news. Well, bad news. Uh-oh. Uh, Cole has just finished <laughs> six innings and it's raining at Yankee stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to end now. Don't no, tell me, don't going tell me that. On. No, you guys this, have to this, lose this on the last be, day of the year. It can't be. It can't. Harry, call Miguel in the morning, please. Miguel, Miguel, Miguel. Uh, is M- M- we need Miguel boy, to uh, start umpiring so he could uh, <laughs> play. Play on, guys. Uh, all right, uh, Parley kid. Uh, aside from um, taking out a loan to pay for this. Uh, this uh, complete game bet. What do you have going on this week? <laughs> uh, no, I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal. Uh, yeah, uh, that's really about it. Just watching a lot of sports. I'm uh, painting cabinets here at home. I'm doing some uh, some home improvements nice. that my wife asked me to do uh, while I have the time. And uh, looking forward to uh, getting myself back to work here soon, hopefully. There you so, go. Uh, that's, all right. that's what we got going on. Let's all get back to work. Um, get be prepared to answer the diarrhea question, Parley kid. I, I drive onto the lot every day, and they ask me if I have diarrhea, and they don't ask oh, anybody else. They just ask me for some reason. No. Um, but uh, all right, that'll be fun. Yeah, I don't even know. It's this is so early in the week for us, but I think I don't know if we're going to move to Thursdays or Tuesdays. I want to have a podcast up every day, so we'll have Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're going to have extra points, and then Tuesday either against all odds. And Thursday laugh lines, or we're going to reverse that. But um, maybe you guys can weigh in at awesome. the cousin Sal. What is what the hell's our email address? Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. So uh, any thoughts, send them that way. Brother Bry, what's going on with you? Uh, I'm at the brother Bry. Uh, yeah, just uh, just so many sports. I mean, I think today was the record. I. I think I lost the most amount of money before three o'clock on a Monday today than I, <laughs> I, I can remember. Right? I don't, I don't. I don't remember ever losing like three. Yeah, because what games else would it before be? Three. Yeah, no way. Because right? yeah, the NCAA like, tournaments like, Thursdays uh, on. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe there's a Monday around like the bowl games. You know, maybe that would be right. The, the maybe once you know uh, maybe one other a rain time a, year. a rained out Wimbledon uh, final right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have some. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Exactly. I don't know. But yeah, just tons of sports. Uh, uh, You know, when I was talking about UFC, too, it's funny. I I was debating. I also liked Olenek in the in the fight this weekend against Lewis because we've seen Lewis struggle against wrestlers. And it's just like this is a five round fight. It's weird. Olenek at like plus 225 some places. I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? I got to explain to my daughter when I see her because she's away right now that she did not make her travel soccer team. That's oh, going to no. be fun. Um, yeah, you know it was what? funny. I, so, so I drop her off for a soccer. Like they tell her for an evaluation to come down. But because of COVID, you're not a- allowed anywhere near the field. So 
she went to like five different groups before they got her into the right group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never called me back until I reached out to them. They had, there's no way they had any idea her name or who she was. Really? Oh, so so when I that, so then when I asked, they're like, uh, yeah, uh, we don't think she's right, but they have no idea who she even was. So that that was the right. funniest part. You so I'm gonna the, have to. No, ex- the, the funniest part is when you bring her. She should show up. Pretend like she made it. <laughs> Let, right. them, let them explain it to her. <laughs> and Bri, she's a big Ionescu fan yeah, too, right? Yeah, Ionescu's out. So, uh, Boy, she's, yeah, rough. Well, I will say that. I definitely, WNBA for me, I, I for some oh, reason, yeah. I find female sports, except for UFC, a little bit easier. I, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I, I should just focus on WNBA right now. Yeah, do something. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, what about you? Yeah, you know, uh, just just a lamping down here and like uh, right outside oh, of La Jolla, just, you know, uh, lamping. lamping. That's it. Just uh, nice. and wa- gonna be watching games all weekend, yeah. and uh, I can't wait. Though. Like it's it's great though when uh, the, the the text messages as the day does go along, Brian. Especially uh, Sal's in most of them. Sometimes he's not, but uh, when, you can just tell when things are getting beat down for the parlay kid. I mean, the text messages <laughs> ch- just do a one eighty by by about four thirty in the <laughs> afternoon on a Saturday. <laughs> After the golf burial, the the, the text messages are fla- just outrageously hilarious. You know what? It's going to turn around for us. It really is. I'm telling you. I think this no is our week um, because uh, Jim Cunningham, he's growing the mustache in. Nothing from Nikki Glazer. You, you like haven't it. heard back? No, not yet. Jim had an online date with uh, uh, Nikki to Glazer, a virtual date. And uh, no, huh? Nothing no, not yet. All right. All right. Well, everything's going to start picking up for all of us. And we will see you next week. That's another episode of Against All Odds. Watch Fox Bet Live Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Follow us at extrapoints.com and me at the cousin Sal on Twitter for the Degenerate Trifecta and Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na.